<laughs> Sorry. <laughs> to you to carry on then. I was like, I'll oh, just have to do my name and then Amy will carry on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh. So we're recording on Zoom and we've got the lovely Rachel Hearson with us. Hello. Hello. Hi. Hi, Jenny and Amy. Thank you so much for inviting me. That's so cool. Oh, no. Thank you so much for coming. So, Rachel has written a fabulous new book about um, health visiting and about her experience in health visiting, haven't you, Rachel? So, we wanted to get you on to talk to us all about that and um, tell us about um, what got you started and your experiences and everything. So, thanks so much for coming. It's a pleasure. Thank you. Thank you so much. (laughs) So I would, I mean, it's one of those things where I think I'm loving the book and got so many things to sort of pick up and chat about and things with it. But I'm just thinking, would you like to give us a bit of a description of what the book's about, what kind of stuff, Mm. what triggered you to write it? summarize it better than I can (laughs) well I'm not sure about that but um, I think I I wanted to write um, about health editing in a narrative style Um, and I couldn't I I couldn't see that um, whilst there's loads of lovely health editors um, Dr Cheryl Adams and um, the lovely Institute of Health Visiting and the CPHVA and and you lovely girls you know you're all influencing things in a sort of um, strategic sense I suppose Um, Mm. but I certainly noticed that there was a gap in the kind of the the kind of storytelling if you like of health visiting and of of a health visitor and Mm. um, certainly looking at um, you know the Leah Hazard with Hard Pushed and Adam Kay with his you know this is gonna this is going to hurt and things I couldn't see that anybody kind of on the ground was um was writing those kind of stories really Mm. um and so I felt that um well I'm gonna have a go and so I did and the amazing um Rebecca Winfield from David Luxton Associates and Joe Solis executive editor of Mirror Books picked me up and kind of you know um propelled me forward really so I was so lucky and fortunate to kind of you know meet with them really but I think it was I really wanted to um, encapsulate the, the the 30 odd years that I've been in health visiting um, wow. not just for um, I, can't, I suppose I kind of thought it was you know I'm going to write something for my children really so there's that they know what I've been up to yeah, but it, it but it was um, I suppose I felt compelled to write a kind of political kind of tome um, a small p I suppose mm. but um, you know about what we witness every day mm. um, and the, the important work that health visitors do mm. um, every single day very quietly almost invisibly um, and nobody really gets to witness what we see mm. and I suppose in some ways it's easy to ignore us because of that Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know what you you girls think, but you know we we there are 4.1 um, million children in poverty in the UK at the moment. 1.6 million food bank parcels were given out between April 18 and March 2019, mm-hmm. and I kind of thought in my 30 odd years, you know, things haven't got better. Mm-hmm. You know, and and in many ways. Um, you know with the covid situation as well there's probably a lot of things have got much worse actually mm-hmm. and i kind of thought well what you know why is this and surely because we're 
witnessing this kind of poverty and the complex, difficult challenges that families face every day, surely we ought to have a, a bigger voice in the kind of national narrative, really. Yeah. And we should be speaking out and saying, you know, about um, telling people what we do and what we witness and strengthening our voice in terms of public opinion and politicians. And um, and I just thought, well, you know, maybe we ought to be, you know, maybe we ought to be more political. I, I don't know, you know, going to and lobbying MPs, you know, the Minister for Health or Housing and yeah. just making a bit of noise, really. But yeah, what, what do you absolutely. think? Well, oh, couldn't agree more. Yeah. And I, it's agree. I did go to Parliament, I think it's a couple of years ago. Yeah. Oh, well yeah. done you. We did have a big um, session lobbying. And normally yeah. my local MP at the moment is Harriet Harman. Okay. It's, it's one of those things where it's quite tricky to get her along yeah. to things because she has fingers in so many pies already. Sure. Um, and, oh, God, I think there was, if I recall correctly, there was some kind of big vote going on at the same time. It ended up clashing. It was almost going to be cancelled. Yeah. Um, and it's that really tricky thing where the people who were really engaged were the Labour MPs who yeah. actually didn't really have much much power yeah um, yeah it's like it was a bit of a singing to the choir it felt like because yeah everyone who came along were people who already had this strong belief in in our purpose in our use and yeah. it's like having been to cphra conference and john ashworth speaking there it's like he is so passionate and so aware of the importance of health visitors yeah, on the wrong side of the, the bench. Yeah. yeah, I suppose that's sort of what you what you found. What one of the things from what you're saying that prompted you to write the book, Rachel, because it feels like it's something that we're witnessing quietly, and you yeah. know, the, our close friends and family probably have some insight into. Um, but really, the wider public doesn't have any idea or understand. So you felt that if yeah. you could share these stories on yeah. a more on more broad platform, maybe that yeah. might help um to influence yeah. the political yeah. scenario yeah. and get us a little bit more weight really, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Definitely. I think that's that that's it really. Um because you're so right. We see so many things that the wider public would be absolutely horrified about yeah. wouldn't they yeah definitely and we just kind of take it in our stride and mm. you know go back to the office and have a cup of tea and kind of think oh my god you know mm. what can I do about that but actually mm. nobody else sees it no and I think you're right I think if people were to see what we see hopefully they would understand the importance of the role and hopefully yeah. like you say yeah. that might lead to changes in terms of funding and things like that that yeah. we obviously need yeah. at the moment so I think that's one of the real issues isn't it that a lot of what we do is so hidden mm -hmm. yeah for a lot of people we pop in we see mm. how they're doing initially mm. and things are going well so it is that yeah. thing where we do say to them look if you have an issue come to us come back to us yeah because they don't feel like we're sort of constantly checking in with them yeah to their mind we're not doing much yes and actually in fact I mean trying to work things I think we tried to work it out six months ago or so and because we have a corporate um caseload so in our geographic team there's something like I think it's three or four whole time equivalents yeah on ballpark figures we've got about three thousand children four thousand yeah. children on our caseload yeah. to share yeah. with yeah wow it's impossible yeah definitely yeah 
and yeah. in lockdown, yet we suddenly, within a week, stopped all of our drop-in clinics. Yes. And replaced yeah. that with duty line. And yeah. there's a big cohort who haven't got the awareness, the ability, the language skills to use yeah. a duty line. Yeah. And just thinking, oh my word, when are they going? Yeah, when are we going to find these people again? How are they yeah. going to engage with us again? Yeah. And it's that difficult balance, isn't it, between um, seeing everybody some time and seeing yeah. the people that need you the most seeing them the most most yeah, um, yeah so it's 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 really tricky i guess when you're in a scenario like you're in jen um my trust luckily I'm, i've got much better numbers on my caseload but i'm just even really good numbers we're looking at sort of 350 per whole time equivalent case uh, yeah. whole time equivalent helpers to um, yeah. which realistically when you think of 350 people in a room yeah. how hard would it be to know every single one of them yeah, of well course. you know of uh, so that's even on the very good end and when you look in nine nine hundred kids like you're talking about um yeah. it just becomes impossible doesn't it so yeah. the the hidden nature of our work i guess is that we don't see enough of everyone yeah. Yeah. to get a real understanding of what we do so i suppose raising the profile yeah. of health visiting in a public way like you're doing rachel um hopefully adds to that understanding as well yeah um, definitely and hopefully we've lost the fear of us a bit as well yeah so what were yeah. you gonna say you no 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 um well no i was just gonna say that because we've lost a third of our numbers haven't we since yeah. 2015 yeah. we had ten and a half thousand is that right and now we're yeah, that below sounds right we're below we're below seven thousand now yes we are. so yeah. you know we're, we've got a diminishing um workforce mm. with you know an ever-increasing demand Mm. And as you quite rightly say, you know, we're kind of trying to manage competing demands within, you know, a caseload. Mm -hmm. um, so there's lots of, um, like you say, lots of people who aren't getting seen, mm. who when we see them first, everything's fine. And as you say, they might not be fine, you know, yeah. a couple of weeks in, mm -hmm. but because they haven't necessarily established a relationship with us or anybody mm. in particular, and the clinics have closed down, like you say, and mm. everything's at the end of a phone um it's quite a challenging situation isn't it really mm -hmm. i've literally had a case like that in the last few weeks yeah mum who i saw at the birth visit who luckily had the wherewithal to then contact duty line yeah um, you know luckily my colleague who spoke to her asked those few right questions yeah. and then was able within minutes to sort of say i've just spoken to this mum can you give her a call back and yeah. I, you know, things fell into place correctly and managed yeah. to see her the next day and give her that bit of support get her on the path and yeah. I think just her feeling listened to you could see the sort of yeah. the shoulders relaxing yeah. suddenly it felt like she had a few sort of straightforward things which weren't yeah it wasn't rocket science what I what we discussed or anything sure I could just see that she felt she felt heard she mm. felt supported she felt like there were things you know, other things were going to happen yeah, um, you could just see that that was sort of you know that her from the point of view of her anxiety and things that there was like you know she mm. actually helped focus on looking after herself, looking after baby, sure, just getting on with things a bit better. And it's the beginning of the road for her, but yeah, it was that you know that scary first step. Yeah, and she took it. Yeah, mm. I think yeah. She'd, she'd she'd cried on the phone to my colleague, and I broke the ice by saying, "Oh, 
so and so she always makes mums cry (laughs) (laughs) yeah i did run by my kid afterwards and she did laugh as well (laughs) (laughs) i say something similar like you know oh i generally have that effect on people when yeah me too (laughs) (laughs) there's always one who will always be the one who and they're lovely but they always come back going oh yeah so and so ends up crying and I'm thinking my god what am I doing wrong where I don't get these mums in tears oh no such a lovely manner and such a calm sort of thing and I think mums do just have a habit of just going oh yeah 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 yeah. it happens a lot doesn't it it does but this happens up and down the country all the time every day you know um, and I think people certainly the general public like you say don't have any idea people always say to me oh gosh you know I'm so sorry I'm crying and I I honestly I say to them literally this happens to me all the time this is not this is not don't feel that you're unusual in any way so I guess it tries tries to sort of lift some of those myths as well and we've talked before on the podcast haven't we Jen about myths about health visiting and misconceptions that um yeah. people and parents have about us before they meet us yes so, yes you know. and they really do don't they yeah, and so and I think um we do you feel that we're kind of seen as these sort of judgmental people who mm-hmm. who come and make a a, a kind of wag a finger almost oh. sometimes do you feel that yeah that, you know until they meet thing. yeah yeah they, they, they've come to check the toilets or um <laughs> you know I, I don't know that was that used to be around about the know. toilets but that is definitely a thing <laughs> we've talked about that before haven't we yeah, yeah. yeah. That, well it's the thing if you, if you the rumor is if you go to the loo while you're in someone's house then you're actually wanting to actually sneak around to the bedrooms and have a yeah around <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no, yeah if i go to the loo that's because yeah. i need a wee <laughs> yeah exactly exactly <laughs> more visits to do this morning yeah. I know yeah. I know but, um, I, but it is it's a, dif- it's a difficult one though isn't it yeah, going for well, a wee and because I'm <laughs> in London, I get a not on the caseload who didn't grow up in the UK have got yeah. absolutely no knowledge about us at all yeah so this real mix of the people who are quite bemused and then I've had several um American families especially if they've had grandparents visiting them um like the baby's birth the first few weeks who have been like oh my word this is amazing I cannot believe they do this for free yeah wow yeah yeah yeah, I have it where um I have mums who are doing a new birth visit or maybe even breastfeeding support who the baby is showing every cue going they want to feed and I can see the mum knows that they want to feed yeah you know it's okay to feed in front of me yeah (laughs) yeah okay <laughs> it's practice if i'm to be completely unjudgmental if you can't feed in front of yeah. me yeah yeah exactly tricky yeah. it is it is and i think as well that there we're often seen as not having any kind of um well tell me what you think but I, I i sometimes get the impression that they feel that there's no intellectual rigor behind the decisions that we make yeah. and that actually you know we are bound by you know the children's act or working mm. together and mm. you know there, there might be sort of you know various taxonomies in terms of um you know I, me- I think I mentioned de Bono's hats and you know when you're looking um mm. you know wearing different colored hats you know you're looking objectively at a situation and looking mm-hmm. at it from every angle and I do sometimes feel that you know we're we're 
juggling so many thoughts in our head yeah you know in terms of you know what's you know making a sound judgment yeah. that actually again it's invisible isn't it nobody yes. knows yeah, that yeah. we're kind of thinking you know okay so what's really going on here and what should I do about this yeah. and you know it's not just what I'm feeling but actually it's about you know the real nuts and bolts of you know yeah. do I take this somewhere do I refer this to somebody yeah. um mm. you know intellectually what am I going to do with mm. this piece of information mm. and I think sometimes we just you know we just don't get perceived as having any kind of um framework or anything to our thoughts it's, and actually it, it's because we're often I mean sort of for some of us it's such a quick assessment and that sort of that yeah those hats you go through yeah. all of those hats within about 30 yeah. seconds yeah yes, yeah and that yeah. actually you know you typically know i think yeah. within about a minute of walking into a home yeah if there is something yeah. that you need to dig further around or if yeah. you're like right these people are straight up i know that i can get the information i want yeah. i can give them the information they need and yeah. be done and it is that weird balance between your gut feeling what you're mm -hmm. being told, what you're seeing, yeah. mm -hmm. trying to suss out what the baby's experience is and things yeah. as well, and having that mm -hmm. as the priority, which can be really yeah. tricky because you go in and it, I find it, I still find it amazing how many parents and grandparents sometimes have very much their own agenda of what they want to discuss with you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let that conversation go through. I've had conversations about grandmothers health problems grandmother's dental problems yeah. having to kind of take that on board but knowing that i've got to get the conversation background actually yes kind of yes yeah it's it is and and you're so right you know when when they've got visitors because you really don't know how deep to delve and no. clearly you can't no, delve very not. deeply and mm. then i end up looking completely gormless yes. because i'm not <laughs> saying anything particularly of interest and because yeah. you're thinking actually i can't ask you you know that in front mm -hmm. of your friend or mm. your auntie or your neighbor mm. and then, you know it's um it's so difficult isn't mm. it yeah it is. We're, so, and, and sorry sorry no 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 what were you gonna say no no just going to say that you know we we are like you say um jenny we we make those decisions don't we in kind of a split second yeah. mm -hmm. that you know we're scanning everything and and you know can i deal with that no i can't so i'll move on to something that i can deal with and yeah hold back until you know neighbor's gone or you know yeah whatever it is yeah yeah I, I articulate no no I was just going to say that articulating those thought processes I think is a really valuable thing to do even mm. just amongst ourselves if health visitors yeah. read it it's something about there's something validating about feeling understood and and yeah. sharing the fact that we all know that all of this thinking is going on um, yes. even though it's invisible um, yes. and raising the profile on that at a wider yeah. level is, is a really important thing to do Sure. so i think it's a yeah. great thing to do to write a book like this i think it's it's really important it really definitely adds to the picture of health visiting nationally well and you know i kind of um i don't know about you girls but I, you know i was a midwife before mm. and i kind of i thought 
you know midwifery seems to get all the glory and it's <laughs> such a kind of you know and like it's clearly incredibly important and pivotal and you yeah. know beyond you know magical and all of those things yeah. but we get to rock up just as the flowers are dying <laughs> and you know they may be thinking about putting the cards away and you yeah. know and all of that and so we actually take on so much more of the all the kind of real life stuff really yeah. And the midwives seem to get all the kind of, you know, this <laughs> wondrous adulation <laughs> and the chocolates. Yeah, exactly. Everybody loves the midwife. Well, yeah. When we're not being confused with the midwife, yes, um, yes. we're generally not liked as much as the yes, midwife. Exactly, exactly. Well, but, I you know, children's oh, and, um, in children's A&E, in children's A&E, it would be that thing where we similarly felt like it was the wards that got all the adulation yeah. we'd be the yeah. ones who would be doing that emergency treatment we'd yeah. be you know getting the, would be supporting doctors we'd often actually sometimes make a diagnosis and then help the doctors make the diagnosis sure of course and then they'd go up to the ward and it would be the ward that got all the thanks when they went home yes. yeah. <laughs> what what is that about it's yeah, just so unfair what is that about? I think you were saying something um, earlier, Rachel, which is really true as well, that it's not always, um, you know, we're often arrive at the time when help is most needed. Yeah. And often we can be the only person there in, in yeah. that family at that time. Um, and I guess um, we can sometimes not be able to produce the results that people are perhaps yeah. hoping for and yes. they, people are so desperate for help in that moment um, yeah. that they're hoping you've got a magic wand in your pocket you know that you can whip out and like you said yeah. about referral pathways and things like that and yeah I think that can be that's a really true challenge yeah. for sure for sure and yeah. um you know and I think it, it sometimes it's about how much we can withstand in terms of you know families kind of getting back to us and saying you know have you heard you know is there anything happening with my speech and language mm. referral or yeah. you know what about that housing letter you know it's not mm. helped me and mm. um it's quite a kind of it's a difficult path that we we tread isn't it really yeah. in in terms of kind of satisfying expectations you know yeah. and, and do we do we lead them to have unrealistic unrealistic expectations but it it's it, it's a really complex one isn't it really mm. and and sometimes it feels like only the politicians with you know sufficient budgets and things and and sufficient um you know political goodwill can only they can only resolve these issues yeah, for they're us, the only really. people ultimately yeah. that solve the issues yeah. yeah so hopefully you know let's get them all reading your book and then um, they'll have a better <laughs> I'm going to send one to Dominic Cummings, I think. Oh, you definitely <laughs> should. <laughs> and Matt Hancock. I could and Matt, yeah. He's actually my mum's local MP. Oh, really? Is he? I have, I have chatted with Matt Hancock a couple of times at the, Bay, at the Village Fate. Um, Bless which you. Obviously, obviously is cancelled this year, so I can't try and of course. get a copy into yeah. it. But um, yeah, it's, um, yeah, he's an interesting one. Well, I just feel like he's <laughs> Even at Village Fate, he looks like a rabbit caught in headlights. And yes. He's a bit like, it just wants to say the right thing to the right yes. person. Yeah. And please don't be cross with me. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever I say, you know, don't. 
don't shout at me. I feel like that on a daily basis. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> For sure. I running through his head as well that he has a bigger NHS badge on his lapel than Jeremy Hunt used to have. Oh, really? And I um, almost wonder if he heard the joke going round about the, uh, the, the NHS pin on Jeremy Hunt's lapel was so small because that was how small he wanted to shrink the NHS to. <laughs> so there is a bit of a statement. It's got a giant one. Badge. It's like, yeah. I like it being bigger. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but I, well, I mean, yeah, we certainly need more investment. And like you were saying, the numbers are at an all-time low they're lower even yeah. than they were before the call to action now yeah um, yeah and if there's one good thing that can come out of the scenario that we're currently living through and also your hard work in producing something like this book hopefully it's to raise the awareness of people nationally to know that that's yeah. important so definitely that's obviously one of the main reasons why you chose to write write the book in the first place Rachel which is great <laughs> um, and I wanted to ask you what made you choose the title because I think it's really good so we, I don't even know if we've actually said the title yet um, but obviously <laughs> it's called Handle with Care Confessions of an NHS Health Visitor. Um, well I suppose um I kind of you know wanted to allude to how much care goes into our work and our thinking mm, um and, and again you know that's that's exactly what we do isn't it we handle you know situations and people um and their families and all that they're kind of juggling themselves with with a huge amount of care so um, true, yeah. and but but I also kind of wanted to allude to the fact that sometimes we need some care too and Aww. I think that was what it was about to to some extent as well that you know I, I think we've alluded to the fact that you know sometimes we're not perceived as um people who come in with um you know the uh, make to make a sound judgment that sometimes maybe maybe some people kind of feel that we're there maybe as a threat or you know we're, mm. we're somebody to be kind of um, feared yeah yeah mm. and I just kind of and I think that's why I put so much of my own um, background in as well because mm, I felt absolutely. that it was it was okay to be vulnerable yeah. um, and and certainly you know a lot of people kind of said you know well, I don't want to know about your childhood or whatever it was and that's fine um, but I just thought you know I, I have to be open and transparent about yeah. what I encountered and what I experienced in order that you know that you know I'm coming from a place of of truth really yeah and I think that yeah. shows Sorry, Jen. No, you go. It's okay. <laughs> I was going to say, um, I really like that because it was interesting. I read a few of the Amazon reviews about it before I yeah. started reading it. Yeah. And it was that thing of there seemed to be a lot of, well, this isn't just like hand, isn't just like this is going to hurt. Yeah. Like, well, yeah. No, of course it's not because it's a different book entirely. And yeah. I sort of reading it through and found it has so so interesting. The, the families that have obviously left that impression with you over the years that you are able to give detail you know the, the accounts of some of your visits even from sort of 20 years ago yeah sounds so fresh like you're chatting to me over a cup of tea about a visit you've just made mm. and oh. the thing that struck me was the resilience and how writing this book I wondered if it was a bit of a thing of for you building your resilience or showing your resilience and I think yeah. showing your your background and your pathway to becoming a health visitor becoming yeah. the practitioner you are now is such a good insight in you know what makes resilience how you build yeah. it and actually how it's okay to have 
memories of these visits of these yeah. families and because we for some of them it sounds like even it was just the one contact you had with them that yeah. they left that that kind of footprint on you yeah um, and I just thought it was such a good way of such a good example of how to reflect and how reflection doesn't always have to be humongously academic it can yeah. be documenting what yeah. happened what your feelings were you know you don't it's not, not everything that makes an impression is going to have massive implications for your ongoing practice but just sure. to sort of have that feeling of it's okay to have these yeah. memories to have these families yeah still memories of them still and sure i really love that i wondered if that was something that you'd considered when you were writing it or kind of how whether you'd kept diaries or something or or how you got to the, was it all that it just was in there and came out well i suppose um to be fair it it was all in there and mm. came out um, and I think we, we do retain quite a lot in our episodic memories, don't we? There are certain mm -hmm. incidents, you know, Matt, the man with the knife um, in my book. And, God, yeah, um, that sounded terrible. Yeah, you're not yeah. going to forget that in a hurry, are you? Let's be honest. <laughs> no, exactly. And it's that sort of thing, really. And I think I think I wanted to demonstrate that, you know, yes, you know, there are these difficult situations out there. They don't happen every day. But actually, it is about demonstrating, you know, keep going keep you know mm. keep buggering on or you know mm. whatever it is um and and certainly coming from uh, uh, you know my childhood experience of material poverty I mean we we didn't you know we didn't lack food or clothing or anything like that but certainly there was material poverty yeah. um and I think it was I was just trying to say you know what it's okay to come from wherever you come from yeah but it's it, you know if you're going to make a difference then you know you can go forward and do that yeah. Really. yeah that's such a valuable statement that you're making as well I think about um we all carry our histories with us and we all carry yeah. our experiences with us and sure. that shapes the people that we are and that applies to the families but also to the practitioners doesn't it of course. So I think of course. demonstrating and being willing to be vulnerable in the way that you have in the book is a really powerful thing because it demonstrates that you understand that you know you know yeah. that we're all a product of our experiences in that sure. in that sense and um yeah. that level of um understanding of your own hang-ups i guess and your own yeah, experience yeah, of course. Yeah, um, yeah enables you to be a better health visitor and to provide the care that you do in in such a sensitive way um and i think families respond really well to that it's that level of genuineness like you said and honesty that um is very yeah. empowering for families enables them to build a really good relationship with you um uh, so it's, well, it's important to do that stuff it's not it's not a case of oh you're including it and it's the extra or the add-on it's it's fundamental to yeah. who you are and where you've yeah. come from isn't it for sure for sure and and sort of having grown up in a house where, that flooded and we couldn't use the outside loo and mm. um you know we had to use alternative you know means and um you know there were cockroaches in our first house and things so i think that's probably one of my first yeah. memories and things so yeah. i guess i'm a product of you know adverse childhood experiences i you know mm -hmm. it, that's how it would be viewed now mm -hmm. um but i suppose and, and i suppose in in sharing that um it was just about saying you know we we also have had different experiences too yeah and you know we don't come to you with no experience of life we actually come to you probably with a huge um you know amount of um worldly experiences and mm. you know nursing and midwifery and um yeah. you know pediatric a and e you know in, in your case jenny yeah. and um you know so 
yeah I think it was about saying we are a complete and whole person yeah. we're not just two-dimensional that just we come in and make a judgment and then you know toddle off again never to it's be very seen. humanizing yeah really strong yeah. well yeah, I hope that's, that's what I wanted but you know who knows lots of people are quite cross with me oh, <laughs> on Amazon I mean <laughs> if you do anything publicly people are cross with you <laughs> worry about it it's also true. people being cross with us is, is not a new feeling for a health no. <laughs> true <laughs> true that <laughs> absolutely amazing job I mean but no thank you for the book because it is just so, and like I said when we first started chatting I feel almost like I, I kind of know you really well already <laughs> oh. well I know you girls better now don't I so um... <laughs> oh. yeah um I was, one thing I am curious about my one one little niggle and I yeah something which niggled you but on the cover of the book the, the stethoscope yeah is, it, is that what you're gonna say yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. I, well, I didn't have much creative control over that, I've got to say. Oh, However, but I think in some ways, I because um, I work with some um, lovely girls who work, still work, um, kind of um, bank shifts and things in NICU mm -hmm. and things like yeah, that. Yeah. So actually, they were the girls who were saying, yeah, right on, girl, you know. <laughs> that's exactly what we Those do you know well. yeah. yeah exactly and you know and we we know what to do with the stethoscope don't we you know we that's take true. blood pressures and we you know historically we were nurses or midwives or you know working in pediatric a e or you know and whatever your yeah. background is um amy as well so so in the end i kind of thought actually yeah i get it you know yeah. it is about that journey that leads us to be i think it's that thing of that shorthand isn't it of saying yeah actually you know we've got this, this is a health yeah. yeah 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 definitely and to be fair actually i do have although i don't use it very often i do have a stethoscope in my breastfeeding bag and stuff because i'm do doing my i'm um breastfeeding specialist and oh, wow. i'm hopefully gonna be doing my ibclc well actually i'm doing my ibclc oh. exam in september i yeah. need to be more definite about that i keep <laughs> it's happening oh, yay you're doing it you're doing it you can do it crack on my revision but I do have a stethoscope in the bag because you can put it to the baby's throat to check yeah. to listen for the swallowing. There, see? Mm. There see? That was why you did it. <laughs> <laughs> that was entirely why I did it, Jenny. Yeah. Because <laughs> <laughs> I knew you had one in your bag. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, no, that I think amazing. it's a good point because people don't know that we're actually and and also our role can can get a bit blurred sometimes can't it with social care yeah, so it's yeah. definitely nice to have the emphasis on health sure sure and I think that was you, you're absolutely right I just kind of want I, I kind of I was happy with it because I thought well actually it does denote that we come from a clinical background mm. um, rather than you know we don't we have no background whatsoever because mm. quite a lot of people kind of when you say oh I was a nurse and a midwife before I was a health visitor they kind of go oh were you yeah so, um, yeah so it kind oh. of yeah 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 <laughs> it's so, like, it's yeah. Funny, my last health was, was a dustman beforehand yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> my friends are like oh so um you, i remember you saying jen that your friends had said um the same oh you're not doing nursing anymore then oh, yeah 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 when you're being nurses as well it's like really yeah yeah, <laughs> really? yeah. Yeah. It is um We'd suffer from annoying, isn't it? Chronic um lack of um awareness and understanding of what we do. Yeah. That, even when I was in PJ and I remember there being job adverts going out for 
for staff nurses for children's A&E and you would get people applying who did not have any nursing qualification and they honestly seemed to think the job was just playing with children yeah 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 there's so many kind of you know mysteries and myths as you say mm, yeah. about about all of you know so many things aren't there health related and everything yeah yeah hopefully this helps to clear up some of those so maybe can, um, hopefully maybe get but it yeah, out there and yeah read it and then know a little bit more about what we do and, and at least you know if I'm upsetting people on Amazon you know at least people are talking about oh, health exactly. absolutely it's on yeah. the agenda isn't it so. yeah yeah well, I thought you were brilliant because I mean, obviously I heard you speaking on Women's Hour on Radio 4 and I've seen sort of several articles in newspaper um, with people interviewing you talking <laughs> things. Have you found, have you found, have you felt like there's been a bit of a positive reaction in the media to the book? Has there been much interest in the media going, oh my word, we didn't know what health yes. did? Yes, so much. Honestly, I've been having like two interviews a week. Wow. Um, with um you know various um lovely Mimi Launder from Nursing in Practice, um you lovely girls, um Harriet Minter, um Radio Four with Jane Garvey. I've got three interviews next week. Um which is just crazy. Wonderful. I know, but you and it is, you know, and I'm so grateful and things, but I do feel like, wow, you know, there's a real interest in us and yeah. we should we should all be you know really speaking up and speaking out and yeah, telling people what you know the vital work that we're all doing really that's a good point you make yeah yeah we yeah because yeah we are we're pretty invisible aren't we and I don't yeah. know why and even people who know what we do sometimes still kind of they're a bit tricksy about it and say oh you know I don't really know what helpers do and you think yeah. you know you know what we do really mm. but actually perhaps we're easily easily obscured or easily kind of rubbed out of the picture yeah. or it's not easy to describe what we do is it yeah, I think, yeah. um, you know with the example we were talking about earlier of midwifery yeah. everybody knows you get pregnant sure. midwife looks after you then there's yes. a baby and then that's yeah. the end <laughs> like, yes. everybody knows very easy to kind of explain yeah. and describe yeah. and there's a clear contained yeah. role there's an, yeah there's a beginning and an end there. as well to that episode isn't there yeah you know, pregnancy yeah oh, we're just we're there and we help with well, everything and uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah i think care is a good thing a good common yeah. common factor so i'm glad yeah. that's in the title yeah yeah definitely hopefully that's a common yeah. thread through everything. yeah i hope so big bugbear over the last few years has been the um the nct campaign about getting the six to eight week reviews for mums with GPs yeah there's so much made about how important that is for perinatal mental health yeah and it's like well that's actually one of our completely overlooking that we currently yeah. did one for everyone and Indeed. often if a GP does pick up any sort of perinatal mental health issues who do they do they refer it to yeah yeah ah. yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, no yeah. exactly and I think that's the other thing as well is that in terms of you know you're so right that's such a key area you know um perinatal mental health that you know we we have such a vital role to play in all of that mm -hmm. um and you know not just the hooli questions but the you know the phq9 and the gad7 and yeah. the listening visits yeah. and often you know if we're referring to as you know a um a steps to well-being which is 
what it's called in um in Dorset but you know sometimes there's a 12 week waiting list and yeah I do I mean do you girls ever feel like that you know they should be training us in the CBTs and things like yes. that so that we can just go and do it rather than you know yeah. and staffing waiting. Up better so that we've got yeah. the capacity to do yes. it because I've worked yes. in areas where they actually don't do listening visits anymore because they physically don't have the capacity to offer them you know yeah um, I yeah. think they're so valuable yeah yeah I feel the big loss has been in in my area the loss of a lot of the stay and play sessions yeah yeah vital for getting mums together to be able to support each other to be able to make those those networks yeah and now with those gone or working on it only on a very targeted basis yeah um and that's fostering that chance and yeah my my ideal would be to be able to do a sort of a dropping group be able to chat yeah. be able to support the mums be able to link them yeah. up with kind of oh yeah this person yeah so always like I, I love mm. the idea of matchmaking mums mm. yeah <laughs> little yeah. friendship groups and yeah things. yeah supporting each other yeah. and, and in this COVID sorry no no, no. <laughs> I was no. going to say it's that community level isn't it yeah. that we sometimes miss when when services get cut that often yeah. gets lost because we're then so busy focusing on the UPP and the UP and uh, the sure. U gets diluted and the community yeah. just gets yes. completely yeah. obliterated ignored. really yeah, yeah ignored yeah. exactly yeah. yeah and with this COVID situation I mean I just feel like we've yeah there's so much like you were both saying at the beginning we we've kind of lost you know what's going on and yeah. mm. the incredible isolation that mums and families are feeling you know not mm. just not getting a, a necessarily a personal service from us but also mm. not seeing their families as well so and how important those first thousand and one days are and you know these babies that are born in this time have you know everybody's been so isolated haven't yeah. they really it's a, it's a whole cohort of children, isn't it? Yeah. That I think we're going to have impacts. Everybody's going to have impacts from this um, sure. going forwards. Sure. Um, but yeah, certainly yeah. it will be health visitors um, helping Picking it up. put the pieces back <laughs> together after it's it all will. over. It will. It <laughs> will. Oh, yeah, but we're just going to have to make some more noise about it all. I and... think you're right. Yes. I, I mean, forth. I couldn't agree more. Yeah. I'm so <laughs> in favour of the making loud noises thing. Yeah. And it's fed up, yeah. I'm sure, of hearing me talk about how much noise we need to make. Um, yeah. That was one of the reasons we wanted to start the podcast in the first place, was that yeah. we felt that actually we exactly. should be talking more about what we do. Almost yeah. every other profession in healthcare are so yeah. much more visible than we are. Yeah. And we yeah. just, like you say, we need to um, fly the flag a little bit. Yeah. yeah. Definitely. So well done. And I can't think no, of a well better representative. Both. So well done you. Oh no. And thank you. And and both of you too, with all the wonderful work that you do. So oh, thank you. maximum respect to all of us. Yay. <laughs> Go health visitors. Yeah, for sure. Ask for us sure. a bit of a kind of wrapping up question. What what's coming next for you, Rachel? What's well, um, well I'm, good. I'm I'm doing an audio book. Still... Oh, are you? <laughs> yeah, Yay. yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'm so, so pleased to hear that. Yeah, yeah. So um, that's I've got to go to Chippenham and record it. Wow. Um, and then um, there's kind of vague rumblings about a book too, which would be much more health visitor focused. You know, like you know, just 
Halfordita stories and things because there's so many stories that didn't get in really because sure. as I say it was kind of quite a lot of it was just uh, episodic memories and um and things of that nature but yeah but I'm still going I'm still keeping going and um Amazing. yeah and still kind of loving it really and I work with some you know wonderful practitioners so I'm so grateful to be in Weymouth and Portland as well Aww, so that's yeah, lovely. yeah keeping it real <laughs> send Brie a virtual hug for us yeah I will I will yeah of course <laughs> yeah have I your will. trust responded well to the book I'm sure they've um, yeah well do you know them. it was a bit quiet at first and then all of a sudden that somebody must have read it and thought quality, <laughs> quality checked it and thought okay it's okay then to go with this and then all of a sudden this kind of email came out and um so I think they're going to put it out on a trust link and yeah and um yeah so that's good it took a while but yeah we got there <laughs> <laughs> it finally joined the party that's yeah, good <laughs> yeah yeah and Scottish health visitors as well they got hold of me um and um the, the Scottish oh, tweeting health visitors so they were really supportive and um really kind and Aww. so people have been really lovely that's for wonderful. sure that's great so grateful yeah. well thank you very much for writing it and thank you for speaking to us was there anything else that you wanted to cover that we haven't really talked about or something that you think health visitors might want to know or or do you, are you happy with what we've sort of I think it was just one one phrase that I I um, found from Florence Nightingale and I think I said it on the Radio 4 interview that um because she was responsible for the first program of health visiting as well not just hospital nursing mm. and she said there are more people to pick us up when we fall than there are to enable enable us to stand upon our feet and mm. I thought that that was exactly what health visitors are doing really we're helping That's people wonderful. to stand on their own feet yeah. rather than waiting until everybody yeah. falls really That's so, wonderful thank you for that what a brilliant note to end on Sorry, I had to laugh a bit when you said that, Amy, because that is almost what I say at the end of every contact. Yeah. 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 You yeah. me to cover? Yeah. Covered or anything else you want to ask me? Yeah. I always say it like three or four times because the first time they're like, oh, no, 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 everything's fine. And then you're on your way out of the door. Oh, actually, before you go. Yes, exactly. Exactly. You have the, the list on their iPhone. Yes, yeah. Got a little list on the iPhone, and yeah. what That's really the list is going. my heart with joy is when they go to say, "Oh, let me just check the list," and they go, "I think we've covered half of it already." I'm like, "Yes, yes. yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. That's yes. good. We're winning. Yeah. Always, always. <laughs> I've, I've assessed your winning. needs well, and I have given yeah. you information. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. We know what to cover." immediately well, hopefully <laughs> hopefully yeah but if we don't we at least give you the opportunity <laughs> to come back and <laughs> so you didn't cover that actually yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh well thank you so much rachel um, no it's a pleasure thank us. you for you know sharing your time with me no it's been great really lovely oh, it has been lovely you too you too and be happy in norfolk yeah. or the environs and yeah, be happy bit, with your lovely down. ada yeah <laughs> a bit lower down. thank you we'll um, yeah. we'll um, keep in touch and if yes, there's another yeah. one we'll definitely be on that as well okay yes. brilliant <laughs> take oh. care and look after yourselves as well and your lovely families thanks so, you too all the best finish off the book and then get my own amazon review up there for you yeah (laughs) (laughs) thank you take care jenny bye-bye bye amy bye Bye bye-bye thank you so much thanks for listening everybody um and um thank you for tuning in and 
as ever if you want to um, get in touch with us we'd love to hear from you so you can contact us on our gmail which is iamahelpista at gmail.com on facebook iamahelpista or twitter iamahv um, thanks very much and we look forward to speaking to you soon bye bye